Did everybody watch X-Files? I did. How many episodes did you get in? I think China and I are in like six. Mm-hmm. You're moving along. Yeah. No, it was the same situation where it was, uh, we would, she had to do schoolwork, I think. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was like, hey, do you mind if I watch the X-Files? Because I already asked her if we could watch it together. And she's like, no. I was like, you mind if I just watch one while you're doing schoolwork since you're distracted? And then, you know, I glance over and of course, half half of the episode, she's staring up at the TV watching it. I'm like, I knew you'd fall for this shit too. Yeah. <laughs> like, like she always says no when I when I suggest the the weirder stuff, and I haven't even seen that show, so I was like, "This is perfect," and uh, and then she always ends up liking it. So yeah, once she gets used to the characters, yeah, yeah, it made me want to watch Californication though again. I like David Duchovny in that too, but yeah, he's classic as Fox Mulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I guess diving in, this is uh, the Freaky Deaky. Never heard of it. Yeah. Well, you are not alone. So it is the podcast where we stand firm in our beliefs and then rip each other a new one for those those beliefs. And at the end of the day, we're still friends. Yep. Who would have thought? Who would have thought that's a, a possible thing to pull off? But here we are doing it. It's such a hard concept. It is. We can yeah. all have different opinions and That's still right. be friends. I know. Yeah. Interesting. Weird. Maybe take yeah. note. Yes. America in general. Listen up, Maybe everyone. I'm a government spy and you guys think we're just friends. And I'm like helping the government keep track of you dissidents. And then Scott married the spy's daughter. It's a, it's a classic. Yeah. Calm down, Jared Kushner. Oops. Yeah. That came out. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so here we are. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Today we're gonna be. I'm gonna try we're, that again. We're gonna today, be cutting that today, out. today, yeah. <laughs> uh, today we're going to be discussing Skywalker Ranch. No, nope, we're not. This is not Luke Skywalker's yeah, ranch. We're going to George Lucas's studios, and we're Skywalker yeah. Ranch. I say it every single time where he becomes a Jedi it? rancher. <laughs> yeah, we can uh, meet Baby Yoda. Yeah, I'm all about it with his new name. Topical. Yeah, so... You know you'd want to see Baby Yoda. He's so cute. He is, yes. He's all right. I want Baby Chewbacca. Yeah. Please, like, if people from Mandalorian are listening right now, right on in. True. Baby Chewbacca. Yeah. He make, can be Yoda's friend. Yeah, because he would be really cute. All that little fluff. Yeah, agreed. Adorable. Yeah, so uh, not Skywalker Ranch, I should clarify. We are, in fact, discussing Skinwalker Ranch. Which is a favorite of mine. And I am so glad we're doing this right now because it's just a treasure trove of of crazy events and information and stories. There's, I, I just, if anything, we should have started a Skinwalker Ranch podcast and just every episode tell something crazy that's going on. But I imagine that already exists and now I know what to search for. Because it's one place that's literally had everything. So you could have yeah. different, like, you know, here is our section on Bigfoot. Here yeah. is UFO sightings. Here is, is paranormal. Like, yeah. you name it, you can see it there. 
donate to our Patreon. It's the the great paranormal melting pot. It is the it is. Mer- America. Well, the old America of clashes with the new America. Classic. And it's dark times. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, the Indians have long said that the bordering ranch is on path of the skinwalker. So I found that interesting in their own phrase. It's on path? Yes. On path of the skinwalker. So that's where the skinwalker normally walks yeah. or travels. Like bordering that land. And they put the ranch right in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And you ain't too yeah. Happy. And actually um, where they call the main homestead, and I think ground zero, is where all the main events have happened surrounding that, along with that ridge. Would you guys go to visit? Yeah, I'd be there in a second. I regret not going. I was so close to it for like six years and never once went. Probably because I was scared. I'm like, I don't want to go alone, and all my friends like this stuff. I (laughs) say yes because after seeing George Knapp, Mm. who, you know, investigative journalist who was there and stayed, and he did everything to try to have something come out, he made the noise. He, uh, you know, sat there and dug up the earth and was a new person and saw nothing. So it's, and like he was saying, it's really, it's smart, whatever is going on there, because it picks and chooses when it wants to come out. Like a lot of sightings were when people didn't have, like they have camera crews there recording stuff, nothing happens. Then when people weren't prepared, at least expecting it, something happened. Yeah. It's like it knows it's when it's being baited. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not falling for that. That's what UFOs and conspiracies usually do. They're like, they got a, they got a phone. They can, they can take a picture. Don't show up now. Yeah. But they showed up before everybody had a cell phone. Yeah. What does that tell you? It's not real. That's what it tells you. Oh, it tells me something entirely different. I don't different. know. I think you're, for me, being not as much of a believer, and I am fallen, like I said, in the middle between being a skeptic and a believer. Skinwalker Ranch, 100% without a doubt. Yeah. There's believe there's going something there. going on. It is there. a fun story. I can't pinpoint what is, but something's definitely weird there. Um, nice. So, Skinwalker is a malevolent, shape shifting witch of the Navajo people, which the Ute people take very seriously. Before the Ute moved to the reservation, they were fierce warlike people who lived primarily in Utah, Colorado, and New Mexico. At one time, the Ute and Navajo fought together against their common enemies. However, later, when the Ute first acquired horses from the Spanish, they began to abduct Navajo people and sold them in New Mexico's slave markets. And there was a giant period where they were at war and having these issues. They decided to eventually split the land. And where what I've understood where the ridge goes is what's through their land. So the Ute believe the Skinwalker presence in the Unita Basin extends back at least 15 generations. They don't believe that the Skinwalkers live on the ranch, but rather hide out in a place called Dark Canyon, which is located nearby. The ranch, which takes its name from these shape-shifting witches, was first homesteaded by the Myers family in 1905 and first consisted of a few small buildings on the northwest corner of the ranch at the foot of Skinwalker Ridge. So that's where that ridge that I'm telling you about. So yeah. there, the ranch borders that ridge. And that's like the precipice of all the activity, yep. right? Right there in the ridge mm. in the main homestead. That is very interesting. So right there was just the background between the Navajo and the Ute tribe. Yeah. I believe something has to be like a burial ground. Right. Within that ridge. That could explain a lot. What if it's just an, an energy place, an energy vortex type of thing? Yeah. That that was something else I considered. Like, because when we talked about it in the Alaska Triangle episode, I'm like, I mean, that makes a lot of sense for certain things. Yeah. I mean, it could be create electrical disturbances. Um, yeah. Hallucinations. The whole nine. Yeah. And it could have always been there. And maybe that's why it's so such a sacred place to the do you, Do you think it could 
contain a portal to the other worlds. Which other world? Dimensions. It doesn't seem like, I mean, I don't know if those portals are exactly what we would envision. Yeah. Like maybe we don't just step through a doorway and end up somewhere else. Maybe we just. You guys are jumping ahead on what we want to do. I know. I was trying to, I was trying to plant the seed in his mind that. Oh, oh is it, oh, yeah. is it possible? Still possible. It's a, an energy vortex if there's portals opening up. Anyway, yeah, as you were, Heather, please continue. So after the first people homesteaded, then we had Edith and Edith Child Myers. We're going to re-skip that one real quick. Let me pull this name. Okay, so we had Kenneth and John Myers. Kenneth John Myers and his wife, Edith Child Myers. Cut that out. All right. You did it. Kenneth John Myers and his wife, Edith Child Myers, they stayed at the property until 1987. During their occupancy, they made no reports of any strange occurrences, though some of the neighbors did. In the meantime, other unusual events began to occur in the Unitaw Basin in the the 1950s. Numerous reports of unidentified flying objects. This continued throughout the next several decades. Interestingly, these were not the first reports of strange aircraft in the sky. The earliest mention dates... In the late 1700s, when Spanish explorers in search of the Spanish Trail passed through the Unita Basin and reported seeing craft in the sky over their campfires at night. Interesting. UFO reports in the 1700s. How yeah, do you that feel about part that? threw me off. I was like, eh, it oh, sounds mushrooms. Like... Mushrooms? That's Pe- peyote. Peyote? And UFOs. Stars. But. Wow. I just because I, I honestly can't. didn't think there's <laughs> had to be much reports of UFOs before the 50s. Like, look, I'm doing an episode on UFO reports by Alexander the Great. So I and I'm just discovering the UFO reports from all these past times and stuff. So it's it's something that's been talked about a lot, supposedly. I was gonna say my UFOlogy is not that uh, great, so it's all learning for me. But chariots of the gods, chariots of the gods, yes. So they lived there, didn't have any accounts, but neighbors. You know, one thing I would say, at least in modern times with that area, as far as maybe some of the strange craft and UFOs, Mm. that's a very busy corridor for the uh, U.S. military's like hidden flight program. You know, that same thing that's rumored out at Area 51 and through, you know, out Las Vegas where I think George Knapp made his name from. Another documentary. Reporting in that area. Yeah. and then didn't he find Bob Lazar too? Isn't he, that George? He sure yeah, did. he he. Yeah. So George Knapp was going off of Bob Lazar for a lot of his stuff. Yeah. So yeah. and then he was a guest host for a long time on yeah. Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. And That's pretty dope. No, really cool guy. So after the Myers, um, the ranch stood empty for seven years before it was purchased by Terry and Gwen Sherman in 1994. And they're the ones. They are the ranchers. They lived there for 20 months and said from day one they felt a presence and like they were being watched. And so that's where the big chunk of stories come from is from their account, them and then having NIDS team form. So did you happen to watch while while you were researching this? Did you happen to watch any of the like YouTube videos or anything like that? On like the mutilations? No, like like the owner of the ranch. Oh, no. Supposedly taking videos of him uh, saying that I think they saw like gray aliens and stuff like that in their house. And so he recorded it a couple of times. And in the background, you see it kind of peek out from the wall. You see something peek out from the wall. And could that have been staged? Absolutely. Yeah. But if it could also fit his story, you know? No, definitely. They saw some weird stuff. I know, like, accounts of the wife, you know, uh, showering, locking the door. Mm-hmm. She would have her, like, clothes laid out and yeah. then get out. And 
her clothes and stuff were missing and the door was still locked. Like, how do you explain that? And especially from like sane people living in a house or they said they would unload groceries. Yeah. They'd leave the room, come back and the groceries are back in the shopping bags. Yeah. That happened with a lot of stuff. Like wasn't there was, I think I, I remember a story of someone, uh, some in the fields though, like pretty much moving all of this really heavy, like maybe it was feed bags or something like that. But, and then, you know, turning around and it's all right back where it was. Yeah. No, they had lots of crazy yeah. uh, stories there. I, I would be pissed. Yeah. Uh, so the couple moved in with their two children and livestock. They were surprised to find that previous owners had placed deadbolt locks on all doors and windows, including those inside the house. Some of these had deadbolts on both inside and outside of the house. Even the kitchen cabinets had bolts on them. At both ends of the house, iron stakes and heavy chains had been installed, which Sherman guests were used by previous tenants for large guard dogs. I mean, yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do, yeah. The very day they took possession, the family spotted a large coyote or a wolf in their pastures, which soon approached making its way to a livestock pen. They grabbed a calf by the nose, trying to drag it through the corral bars. Terry Sherman and his father then began to beat the animal to make it release the calf, but were unsuccessful. When they failed, the guy shot a 357 Magnum at point-blank range six times. The sixth time he made a gunshot through, and they said the whole time that this wolf... Hmm wasn't yelping didn't have any pain no it didn't seem like anything back like it was just invincible and then it finally after the sixth shot when it made contact through they sat there and it like recoiled and just decided to leave and then they went and followed it off yeah then they followed it to the ridge yeah and it said the truck just disappeared vanished yeah and when they went back to look at the casing and flesh that was there they said it looked necrotic like it was already like decaying and when the family was asked for a lineup like what they thought it was they related it to the dire wolf which had Uh, been extinct for ten thousand years yeah classic true story yeah so i mean and then after reading that skinwalker usually takes the form of dogs or wolves yeah makes me wonder if that's the skinwalker and with it being right there at the ridge that's where it disappeared yeah, I mean... And the old tissue, I mean, seeming necrotic, decaying, like... Pretty gross. And these are hunters. These are ranchers, people that have been around yeah, this kind like of stuff. And they know what they're, what they're, they're dealing yeah. with. Yeah, looking at this piece of flesh and being like... Sometimes when things slip through dimensions, they don't really enter the new dimension without damage. Yeah. So... That's the only thing that would explain somebody shooting a wolf like that and it not being affected if it's not really there yeah. at some point. What do you think about it being like a time slip of some sort? So back when dire wolves were a thing... Were they ever a thing? Yeah, they the were. Giant, like the giant, yeah, they, they yeah. were a thing. Yeah, that's, it's just like a species of wolf that that's, became that's extinct. That's a gigantic wolf. Not yeah. as big as the ones on Game of Thrones, but they were much larger than yeah. the yeah. wolves that are around now. And they were all yeah. up and down like the West Coast. So what if it was some kind of like prehistoric time slip and the wolf wouldn't know any different? <laughs> Well, my first thought was like, thing? okay, what if they found like the one living dire know, wolf, yeah. you know, it somehow repopulated. But then I'm like, it would have wouldn't sit there and get shot six yeah. times. I mean, yeah. wolves are fighters, but six shots and yeah, even a dire wolf isn't that big. No, and, and you think you would have found yeah. like a blood trail when they were chasing it, like nothing, just that one piece of flesh. Yeah, and then and then no more tracks. Yeah, that just vanished. Uh, that always gets me. It gets me when there's no more tracks, it, no I, blood I trail, it, yeah. no tracks. Like if I this is an animal that's been shot stories. six times. Yeah, I hear it with a lot of stuff, and I just really want to know what it is. What yeah. does that mean? That means they phased out of existence. What throws me off with the Bigfoot going in is when they find the trail closed, and then they just disappear. Yeah. Like, why are yeah. they always stripping them? It's Maybe weird. they're like, what are you doing wearing these ridiculous, right. what is this, denim? But 
anyway, we're getting off topic there. Yeah. So, so yeah, they just move in and right off the bat have this dire wolf sighting, which add that and this other stuff they were experiencing, definitely terrifying. Yeah. A few weeks later, after moving in, Gwen Sherman was in the car and encountered a wolf that was so large, its back was parallel with the top of her window. The large wolf was accompanied by a dog-like animal that she couldn't identify. Over the next two years, the Shermans, as well as the neighbors, reported seeing a number of strange animals in the area. These included exotic, multicolored birds, not native to the region, and tall, dark beasts that resembled a Bigfoot or Sasquatch. I mean, again, with the whole skinwalker taking shapes and stuff. There's a... I found it really interesting with multiple seeing different exotic and large animals. Stephen King mentions, you know, in kind of in just his stories, but also like in a couple of his books, that there's a place, I believe, around Maine or New Hampshire that supposedly has what they call walk-ins, of creatures that resemble mm. the stories you hear out of Skinwalker Ranch, including Bigfoot. Yeah. They just pop into this place and you can't explain it. They're just there and then they're not. And then other people are there and then they're not. And it's yeah. it's a legend in this, it's also a Native American, you know, portion of the world from the past where they had all these strong beliefs back when they were in power. Hmm. And this, this area still has some of these same stories and rumors to the point where even Stephen King wrote it into his books as a part of their story. That's pretty nice. Which included him kind of traveling in time like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, then after her seeing the giant wolf and uh -huh. you know, hearing the other creatures are seeing, then they reported seeing a hyena-like creature that was low to the ground, heavy muscled, weighing around 200 pounds with curly hair and a bushy tail. When Mr. Sherman would approach them, they would just disappear, like before his eyes, just disappear. So was like, oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Okay, Christian, if you, if you witness that with your own eyes, what would you think? That you're seeing things? That your it's mind's playing tricks on you? I would probably be calling a doctor the next morning, maybe see if I need to see why I'm seeing things. We, we, we put you in a home or something. He's instantly like, it's a tumor. If, <laughs> yeah. After being prescribed the proper doses, if I still saw something, then we might have to entertain the fact that it's either really there or I've just gone off the deep end. So can we volunteer you to go stay at Skinwalker Ranch for I would a period? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. If, yeah. If you don't find me, just look for me in a container with the cows. Those cow mutilations are terrifying. Container with the cows. Container with the cows, yeah. Um, the Shermans, like their neighbors, also saw strange lights and flying objects, including more than a dozen on one evening UFO sightings. So that right there is another crazy thing in the mix. And they met, they had the experience of the death and disappearance of seven of their best cows. Four disappeared without a trace and three more were found dead and partially mutilated. What are your best cows? I think they had really expensive. They weren't, they were like top of the line cows that are more expensive than the normal stuff that we eat for yeah. dinner. Well, and when Nids was there at one point and they were doing the documentary with them, they said that one, at one point they drove by and they had their four black Angus cattle and they were like, because they yeah. were going on the yeah, disappearance of other ones. And they were looking around and they were like, when they went by, they were like, that would be horrible for us, like profit wise and everything if we lost those. An hour later, yeah. they were gone. They started searching their ranch and then in this back there was this little tiny shed and i mean you saw it scott mm -hmm. it was tiny and then it showed no way of anyone moving the door like it looked yeah. untouched and those four cattle were in there and to get four i mean wild yeah cattle crammed into a tiny little space and then 
when the guy screamed, it like woke them out of this daze. Like they were in like a trance. Yeah. It's crazy. That is very crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. I've, I've heard that I mean, that how story. can you explain that? Like I understand them just breaking through like on a pasture, you know, going a little walkabout, yeah. but your cattle go missing and you find them in a tiny little space, which these are creatures that don't want to be in a tiny little space, let alone with yeah, three but, other, you know, But they're all safe you. and seemingly stone. Yeah. And untouched. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, that that's that's pretty nuts. Yeah. So, and then they had also, you know, a lot of counts of the cattle mutilation in that time frame and yeah. cattle going missing, mutilated. Cattle mutilations, you don't really give too much credence to any of that stuff, do you? I really struggle with that one. That one makes no sense. Yeah. Yep. And if there were some kind of creature abducting things, why would they mutilate a cow? That sounds very random and probably the easiest one to get a hold of. Yeah. But even on a skeptic side, I was like, say this is someone messing with them. Like they threw that out there. What if someone's just going around being some monster mutilating yeah. these? There's no blood on the ground. Yeah. I mean, you see the pictures of those. Precision. Yeah. And yeah. it was like all the muscle cut out of the, you know, mm. abdomen, everything. And it's just sitting there laying four legs out, no blood, no pile, you know, mess. It just looks like it was just placed there. It's it's too perfect for it to be an alien, in my opinion. I mean, it seems how, weird. It just so? like it's too weird. That makes no sense. Aliens wouldn't be this weird. No, I. <laughs> I mean, why would they just? Well, what would it be then? Do you think it's a human with that kind of precision, that kind of ability? I, I think it could possibly be humans doing that kind of stuff. That mm-hmm. and crop but how circles. do you not have all that blood there? Someone just. What getting this cow in the middle of the night loaded up in the back of their car, taking it somewhere, killing it, mutilating it, then placing it back. There's no tire tracks, no footprints, no blood. No, it's it's completely like you have to be really skilled, and to do it at the rate that they had it, like I know, and yeah, that doesn't seem plausible. Yeah, that's just. It feels like an excuse, man. It feels like a, yeah. It just doesn't. It's, it's too weird to be. No, like it, it, you have it, to it, give it, me something for this. It feels like it doesn't belong to this story. Yeah. Anytime I hear cattle mutil- mutilations, which are are horrible, and yeah. when you see the pictures, they're horrible. And then when you're dealing with the livelihood of farmers. But what yeah. about all the divots out in the land, out there in that pasture, like in the near the ridge, all those different uh, spots of like, earth taken out or dented down in like something heavy was just landed there circular shape and nothing and then you add that with cattle mutilations and you don't think something i i just don't feel i don't i just don't see someone that's that bored in their time to dig up a spot of earth or mutilate the cattle mutilations don't belong there okay so so that's like a, a part of the story that is either real and the other stuff's a hoax or somebody threw that in there to to make the other stuff not seem real it just feels out of place and i there's no way for me to prove it unless years down the line gut feeling is what you're telling me if we get down the line and we find out the truth to any of this stuff where you can scientifically figure out what's going on and if we come back here later on and say you know what christian you were right those cattle mutilations did not belong there that was the men in black trying to throw people up but that would just attract people more it it's I, it just feels weird. I've never yeah. been able to well, feel take, anything about cattle mutilations. Yeah. Like it's cow. I mean, and the weird things going on in the house, the mutilations, yeah. the feeling of a presence, the, you know, seeing these weird creatures that are wolf, hyena, Bigfoot. Yeah. 
their final straw was in May of 1996 when he Sherman was outside with his three dogs and they just took off running. They saw this orb floating, took yeah. off after it. He heard three yelps, chased after in the dark. And he said there was just like three grease lump looking spots Ugh. and a burnt scorch looking thing on the ground and no trace of the dogs and they never found them. That's when they no, decided. They, they found them, unfortunately, but they were grease marks on the ground. That, right, yeah. That's what yeah. happens when you bring a ray gun to a knife fight. That's right. Yeah, yeah scorched ground, weird <laughs> spots. and So that's what did it for them. They were like, oh, we're out of here. Yeah. I would have been gone when they put all my special cows in that little container and they were stoned or yeah. hypnotized. I'd have been like, okay, cows are like really dumb. They're in this little area and they're being really mental. We need to go, hun. Yeah. When it took them, they were so scared. It took them two years to actually even talk publicly about it. Yeah. About these events. Yeah. And then it was George Knapp hearing their stories and he had a series of articles and then he got together with Colm Keller and wrote the book. And that's what really brought a lot of popularity on Skinwalkers and the ranch. Yeah. Before that, it wasn't. But once his book well, yeah, you're came out, yeah. It. And so that's really when people started going in. Yeah. Interesting story is I've known Joe of, of George Knapp for so long. It's like I've probably known of him since like the 80s or early 90s. Yeah, that, that's kind of when he grew to popularity. Yeah, yeah. I those. mean, so I was paying attention to that stuff back then. That's when I was originally watching X-Files and listening to yeah. Coast yeah. to Coast. Well, yeah, I'd say, say like this really started taking off after 96. Hmm. So mid-90s. Yeah. So I, came I was an early on or an early follower of this stuff and, and the skin rancher story or ranch story. Is, <laughs> the old skin rancher. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy story that I've like always known about. So when you guys are telling me that I need to watch this documentary and I'm like, okay. And then yeah. I couldn't get it. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah. Be mad. But you really do need to watch, even after like we record this and stuff, you need to check it out because it is. And like I said, there's a lot of cheesy documentaries out yep. there. Okay. But the guys that do this one and did the Bob Lazar one, like they're, it's I think good. I've it's seen good half stuff. of this one. Yeah. If not more, because I, I remember watching one last time I was home from work. Yeah. And it might have been the same one, but mm. it's it's a it's one of the more entertaining stories. And there's some something going on there that's not quite normal, whether it's UFOs or Bigfoots or some some kind of powerful area in the desert out there. Yeah, something something that is not right. When after they published in the paper, hmm. uh, they plan to sell. And Robert Bigelow, millionaire businessman, believer in ufology, and founder of the National Institute for Discovery of Science, then went up to them and was like, "Hey, I want to buy this ranch." And so he bought it, and Far, that's when for such a budget price, too. Two, yeah, two hundred thousand. Yeah. Contingent on a non-disclosure agreement with Shermans, who agreed not to talk further about the events on the ranch. So he bought it for a pretty penny with some stipulations. And Wait, who who put the stipulations? Robert Bigelow. He made the stipulations. Yeah, he wanted it that they would not talk about any of the events on it anymore. Mm. And that's when he formed NIDS, and uh, they started their research there. Where it? What did he do before then? Prior to purchasing the ranch. He was a millionaire businessman. He believed in ufology and founder of the National Institute for Discovery of Science. Or NIDS. NIDS. Okay. And then um, he bought the ranch, put out that disclosure, and he had he began to establish a compound with high tech 
sensing equipment, PhD level field investigators, scientists, and a security detail which guarded the property for 24 hours a day. The investigators were tasked with collecting evidence, interviewing witnesses, and searching for explanations. So he bought the property with the intention of really just going at this every angle yeah. to... Like, we're going to figure this out. Yeah. yeah. I think being in such a believer in ufology and paranormal and all that, he just got the team. He had the money and the resources and really put a team Yo, together. Look, if I was loaded, I would also buy a really paranormal hotspot and I'd send Christian there every day to investigate. Well, and what makes what? me a believer, you have all these scientists there yeah like well they're not quote unquote real scientists because yeah. real scientists don't believe in that stuff aren't they pseudoscientists no they're real scientists how dare you but when they're telling the stories that they saw on the ranch like how do you not like at least give it a second thought you yeah. know be like oh maybe well, <laughs> if they're know? telling the stories they must be giving it a second thought but with science unless you can reproduce something it's not provable yeah so, I mean, who knows what it, there's something strange that happened that caused them to see some of these things or experience some of them, but there's no real way to determine what it is because you cannot do science. Yeah. You can't reprodu reproduce but, but see, the science is Science is also very hypocritical in that fact where they will teach us something that is just a theory and we're supposed to take it as gospel. And But when we come and say, yo, there's weird stuff going on right here, they're like, oh, that's not scientific. How dare you get out? You know, like it's, it's. It, I'm things, just saying like, things that are more that they're trying to teach you that might be a theory has yeah. a lot of evidence behind it as compared to some of the things we're talking about now that there really isn't very there's experiences and maybe some evidence but there's not real scientific evidence Ugh, whether no. it's a, a factor of bad timing or bad cameras yeah or or whatever there's it's it's just not there yet. Will yeah. it get there? Yes. To a certain point, it probably will. We'll probably figure out what some of these things are, and some of them might be nothing. Yeah. But in order to find out if it's actually something beyond that, we have to make a few more discoveries and get to a place where we can measure something. Because there's we just can't measure whatever we're observing yet. So that's what I mean by it's not really science until that can be done. Yeah. And that's just the way it works. I mean, we can knock it, but if you can measure something then it, it can exist bullshit anyway what, what do you know it's that no i i understand where you're coming from i'm just saying it's hypocritical and there's no other but it's way not around hypocritical it. it's yeah. it's just the rules you know there's always got to be rules no matter what it is in life so you have to have a set of rules to determine something yeah and these are the rules and we are not to a point where we can change these rules yet until we make a discovery that warrants us changing the rules and adding new rules in. So, so it's, it's got to be that strict and frustrating because that keeps us from believing every story that comes out. No, it's It's got to be that way. Well, and and yeah. it was heavy on the um, portal theory. That was really their biggest explanation for a lot. I mean, and, and that's one thing, like, how would you explain that other than it's a portal to another dimension? You know, like, w scientifically, how would you be like, oh, oops. No, that one's easy. Exist. That was, that's, that kind of stuff is pretty easy because there's magnetism, there's, there's different anomalies that happen within a pl our planet. Yeah. That are provable. That, you know, that changes the electricity in certain areas with weather, that an earthquake can generate, you know, vibrations that, that, or on in different frequencies. Yeah. The earth can scientifically, or you can prove it scientifically, the different things it does to affect areas. And a portal or a ley line or any of that kind of stuff would just be math. 
a, a way of measuring yeah. the distances, the lines. You, you, you would use science to be able to measure where some of these portals might be based on maybe stuff that's happened, experiences people have, yeah. energy that we're just now getting to the point where we can measure that kind of stuff, even though certain areas we've wondered about for years or we've been told about from Native Americans or Aborigines from different parts of the world. But no. that have no understanding of things, but this place is powerful. Yeah. And then you go back later and there, there you can use mathematics to be able to determine straight lines or different different kind of things that go on with the earth. But it's yeah. it's measurable and it's been there. So to find out this other stuff, we just gotta get sorry you to that it. to that point. Yeah. And I'm gonna over here fact check myself from earlier. I was wrong. So in '96 is when they did move out. They did publish in the article, but the book um, Hunt for the Skinwalker was not didn't come out until 2005, and that was by Cole May Keller, and that's when uh-huh. it did gain more public um, notoriety. From. Yeah. So people within that area that lived in the Unita Basin, they knew of this and already, you know. People uh, more bordering like Las Vegas because of George Knapp knew about it. But when his book came out and then they started the documentary off that book is when it really did gain a lot of public eye. So I just know George George Knapp. I'm not over here and having people angry that Heather said this book came out in 1996. Yeah. Well, we've got like eight listeners right now. So So. now is the time to make these mistakes. Yes. So if I made a mistake, I apologize. We've got a lot of info on here. We're not ever intentionally going out of our way to make mistakes. Yeah. I'm not (laughs) trying to. I do it intentionally. This will show them. Listen to this. Sometimes I just throw out science just to see that vein pop in Scott's forehead. Right. Dude, no. No, because look, if it was a rational discussion back and forth, like, and, and we, we keep our cool for sure. But what I'm saying is a hundred percent you're wrong, but what what you're saying is anarchy. Yeah. Let's go. anarchy. that doesn't work. So you got to have rules. You got to have rules on everything. I know, but science makes the rules and then decides when they can make new rules. And then no, it's science is a bunch of bullies. That's the end. That's it. It is. And, and you know what? That's, the way it usually works. Exactly. Whatever there's organization, no, there's yeah. a bunch of bullies. Do you ever think that maybe it's just because all these organizations are filled filled with men? No, I don't so, think that at all. And no. men tend to take that role of bullies. So whether no. it's a science organization or a religious organization, if it's run by a bunch of alpha men, yeah. it's going to be a bully organization. I don't know. Girls are a bunch of bullies out there, too. Yeah. They do it differently, though. Let's, when let's not. The heads we shouldn't apply a gender to something that is equal yeah. across the board. I yeah. think there's like there's really, really asshole men and there's really bitchy women, too. That's just the way it is. Like, and there's good people and bad people. It doesn't have to be what kind of, you know, genitals you have. It can just be your You're just a dick. I yeah. mean, sorry. It's, like, you know, like that's all there is. Yeah. See, all I have to do is bring science to a skinwalker <sighs> argument. And all of a sudden, I just totally got Scott off on another you, subject. You, you don't. I, I'm attacking science. I'm attacking everything. But you can't just ex- attack science because it doesn't agree with you. And they can't attack me because their beliefs don't agree with mine. Okay? Like, I can't be it, called stupid this, for believing this, paranormal stuff. No, this is yeah. the point, though. It's not about, it can't be about beliefs. That's where the rules come in. No. So a scientist oh can't experience certain things because of the rules. Just now, some scientists are getting better at maybe experiencing different things because all of a sudden it's okay to do mushrooms in science, yeah, you know, or ayahuasca. So now their minds are being expanded a little bit differently, but the rules are still the rules yeah, and that's okay. 
the people that pushed those limits sometimes change the rules, but they I'd change it the same way. I'd love to say it's just way. stories, but yeah. like from one family, maybe these people bought a ranch, they're embellishing a story yeah. that all this happened, but then how do you go and say that the neighbors, the people that lived near that yeah, land the had all these different encounters? And just the, the way the story builds up and maybe it's like an archetypal thing for humans. Yeah. Is it reminds me of like Amityville, the Amityville house or poltergeist. Spooky, yeah. Like all of a sudden it's the same, a family moves in. All of a sudden this crazy stuff happens. The family's neighbors know what's going on. They're haunted. It's yeah. it's like a, the structure of the story is similar. What came to my mind was American Horror Story Roanoke season because yeah. they lived in this old house and then it was like the people... The Croatoan people were sitting there and angry that they were on their land. And so when you put this with, you know, a bordering True. Navajo yeah. tribe and potential burial site, my first thought was, okay, this is, you know, Indian burial ground, like yeah. plain and simple. But then how do you sit here and tell me you get UFO sightings all the time? What if it's not a burial site, though? What if it's just a spiritual place? And that's, you know, a lot of... What happens if you look at some of the ancient cultures, they would have this spiritual place for whatever reason. Yeah. And when then, everything's triggered by digging up the land and stuff, and well, it makes sense if it's sacred ground. Yeah, or- it could just, you know, especially when you look at all the different, not just the Navajo stories that come out of that region, but that area, those deserts have some of the most fascinating, uh, like, creation myths for Native Americans. Yeah. You know, including pe- the belief that people lived under the ground, that these one of this particular yeah, tribe yeah, yeah. lived for thousands of years underground and then at some point came out above ground, but they still have people living underground yeah. there. And this but, is part of their creation myth. Yeah. Is that and, like hollow earth or is that like, um, I, think like, it's, like I think that, systems? I think that might be where we eventually got the hollow earth theory is because that story is really old Yeah, about their, this, and it's, it's in the Western United States. Yeah. But they can't. They lived in caves based on their creation myth. Yeah, for thousands of years, and they were sustained down there. They could grow plants, and then at some point they came out of the caves, and then they, you know, filled the land in Utah, Arizona, Nevada area, yeah. you know, um, Eastern California, probably. Bro, how how long is this plane going to be flying overhead? Oh my right? goodness! It's been like a minute and a half. Yeah, I was like, oh, it'll be like ten seconds. Nope. Low flying cargo plane there. Anyway, please continue. I'll try my best to. Or they're trying to hear us and get in on what we're talking Uh, about. It's the government. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we got to check on Christian to make sure he's just circling, swoggling these two into our anti strange. We cannot be boon swoggled, sir. All right. It's what they just want your freaky deakiness to not have a basis in reality so that you cannot speak to the masses and overthrow the patriarchy. Neat. This is what happens when you've watched the X-Files multiple times. You can make a conspiracy just like that. Beautiful. And like 10 of my conspiracies are are in the, the realms of the world right now because they were they were ancient. See, when I was a kid, I just thought X-Files was just all aliens. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured as well. All aliens? Yeah, I thought I, it was all just about aliens. Yeah. Have you guys finished it yet? No, I just I was, I'm on like episode six. <laughs> what are, there's a lot of seasons too, right? Yeah, like it's a very long show. Yeah, like 15 seasons, so that's not going to be an easy binge. Maybe it is all aliens. The early ones are the best, and it's not all aliens. 
There's a bunch of interesting stories. I know, I've seen stories. a few already that are just out there. Wait till yeah. you get to the bees. Vaccination. The bees? I was like, man, that Black Mirror episode of those bees got me. Okay, let's let's dive back in. Where were we? Um, oh, also, I think because we have we both have a lot to say about fringe and you know science, scientific and stuff like that, like different viewpoints. That should honestly just be an episode all the time. Like it doesn't have to be on any topic in particular. It could just be belief systems as like fringe versus what science says and that type of stuff. Because we could honestly just back and forth the three of us just whatever. Oh, I, I feel this yeah. way. I feel this way. You know, like I could talk about that shit for like hours on end so, so could i yeah yeah so well and then we're not? not sitting here glued to yeah plus i can following make a, a screen yeah i can take it back to prehistory too classic yeah and evolution oh the theory of evolution yeah. one i kind of <laughs> wanted to throw out too I, I know we're always saying we want your stories if you've had an experience but i feel like if you're listening and there's something that we're not getting across right or yeah. you know more on that topic and you want to fact check us like write Please. it in like yeah. we want to hear it like yeah so we'll circle back yeah We'll, we'll, this is a free form podcast, so we can talk about anything, including Scott's hatred of science. It's not a hatred. It's a and hatred. his disbelief in <laughs> evolution. Yeah. You wouldn't win that, man. I'm telling you, you wouldn't win that. Why? I've looked into both religiously. I was raised in, I was raised in the public school systems. I've had evolution taught to me. I was also homeschooled by my mom and I had to read a lot of the Bible. And guess what? The Bible came out on top. Even after stepping away at my teenage rebellion, young adulthood, I went back to it, started reading all that stuff. And it makes a lot more sense than what they're spewing evolution. That's it. Beginning and end for me, man. And I've tried disproving it, but unfortunately I cannot. You can't disprove faith. True. So anyway. But yeah, that'll be a good episode. Did you just get lost? Like, oh, I thought he was going to start an argument. No. And he just shut that down. No, I was trying to shut it down myself. Because <laughs> we got like about an hour to, to get into right. some stuff. I don't think we should argue about evolution and religion. We should just let it go when it comes up. Yeah. Yeah, I usually do. I know I'm not going to yeah. change your mind. You're not going to change mine, dude. It's just like, like it's we should good. just like, like because we're going to talk about both, but we shouldn't. Like those are, are two things that I don't think it's important if we argue over it. You know what I mean? Because huh. it doesn't matter. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff is ingrained into that person. In yeah. General. Like there's no, there's nothing I'm going to say that you're going to be like, I get it, Scott. Like, and there's nothing you're going to say where I'll be like, oh shit, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, I don't back even to think the it having ma- different opinions, yeah. but we can all be yeah. friends. I think in exactly. the grand scheme it's, of things, it doesn't even matter to our day to day lives. It doesn't. Nothing no. does. All of this is useless. Yeah. No, we're yeah. all just trying to figure out what the heck is going on over here. Good luck at this that ranch. little piece right there. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's going to be a clip. So I'll upload it to Instagram or something like that as a tangent. So another story out of that, um, when Nids was there, the portal, um, yeah. that <laughs> one really oh, threw me with the orange <laughs> hole. Yeah. And the two yeah. guys Ooh. saw that Ugh. and uh, saw it open up and they said what they saw as a different sky on the other side. And then this black figure like claw his way out and then just like walk <laughs> off. Like, what is that? And that made me almost think like Stranger Things. Yeah. With the, you know, the diff- the, upside the upside down. down. Yeah. And when you see it kind of like leeching back out into the real world, mm. like that is terrifying. Yeah. And how do you like, and they were both like, the one guy was a skeptic the whole time. He didn't yeah. believe any of the stories. And then he was there and saw that and was like, I believe. Yeah. You look over at your friend like, am I losing my mind or did we just see something yeah. crawl out of a, a portal yeah. from another world? Well, like the dimension, dimensional theories make more sense than almost anything else. Would you hop into that dimension? I'd be tempted to. Same. Yeah. Oh, heck Just no. to know, right? I would be running as soon as I saw that thing open up. But what if you just like poked your head in and like 
peeked around. I feel like it sucked you right in. Because that's what I would do. I wouldn't like jump all in, you know. But damn, you're right. What if it did just it just pull me? I feel like it's <laughs> like a like, black oh, no. hole. You're just like whoosh, yeah. like brought over. Scott no longer exists yeah. in this dimension. Cause how are you gonna just peek your head in like to a big hole up in the sky too? Uh, you look around, you're like, oh, that's pretty neat. You just all go right, underneath it. Take me, world. take yeah. me. Okay, let me help you guys out here. We live yes. in a modern place where we have cell phones. So instead of sticking your head into some hole, take a picture. So we actually you just have reach proof. Your, you can deal without a hand. So you can hit record on your phone and stick it around the corner. There you go. If your hand disappears with the phone, yeah, it sucks, but you still can make it, and you got a great story. Okay. Yeah. But, but a skeptic you st- yourself, there's videos and pictures all over of people seeing these UFOs True. and stuff, but nothing's made you believe it yet. And so there's nothing, nothing very, there's not much. It's not a good, good picture. What if I'm like, the if best- I'm stressed out and I see a giant hole in the sky, I'm probably not like portrait mode. <laughs> know, yeah, all right, zoom get- in. There we go. I'm going to crop filters? it right here. Why do we not teach this in school? Children, this is how you work your phone under pressure. You may never need it. But there might be UFOs or portals. Dude, we can't get math down. Or you're, yeah, you're common to- core, <laughs> and then change it when you're an adult, like yeah. common core. And no, now thanks. I have to teach that. Like you can't change math. Or everybody, including the cops, has to wear a body cam outside of their house. Then all of a sudden, you start catching these things, yeah. and you can control the population at the same time. Win win. So if we go to Skinwalker Ranch and walk around with like full body cameras on, yeah, I'll have my GoPro. Then you'll believe. That's what it takes. I'd believe if we saw something, maybe. No, you'd have to scrub that f- that footage when you got back. Get a 360-degree camera yeah. and scrub that footage every single frame of it. I'm just looking for stuff. I could do that. Yeah. I've done I mean, that it'd be before. fun. Yeah. I'd be terrified probably the whole time, but, you know, it'd be fun. Same. So, yeah, portals. This this place yeah. has it all. Cow mutilations, Cow portals. Cow mutilations, portals. Little dire wolves. What was... Uh, did, okay, do, is is there somewhere in these notes the story of the woman neighbor, that was being, I don't know, the woman that was being like pretty much abducted and the guy goes out and like starts shooting his shotgun at this at this UFO? No, that one wasn't there, but the one one guy and a woman went out huh. and saw one go over and they just stood there and then they were like decided to run back into their house. Good call. Because they were like, we shouldn't, he had this like inner voice that said, you should not be here. You should not see this. Mind speak. Yes. And then another neighbor, her neighbor came running up to her. He saw quote unquote UFO bright light. And when he came up to her, his skin, she said, looked like it had been like severely sunburned, like to the point of like Like blistering red. Yeah. Yeah. And then shortly after he got cancer and died. And then her son who lives still at that house, which is neighboring the guy that passed he has cancer now so i'm either like there's something tainted in the ground the water on this place i can tell you what's tainted it's right there where the nuclear tests were done in the 40s and 50s oh that's the same area yeah man what if they what if all those nuclear tests open up some kind of crazy that's a theory i've never heard before like some kind of weird rip in space time or i think uh there's people there's stories of magicians opening up those kind of things there is, yes. So a little teaser for a future episode. But theoretically, a nuclear weapon could do it too. Yeah. Because that's splitting atoms. And there you got science to change the, the way time works. There, there are some things in this world that we should not tempt. Ripping a hole in the space-time continuum is one of those things. But similar to the way we would go stick our head through a portal, we're humans. Yeah. We will always push that limit the same way when we're on a the edge of a cliff or at the grand canyon part of us wants to just look over the oh, edge and no. jump no nope. there's like a mm-hmm. deep it's just 
we're, we have to push the boundaries as humans. Now, maybe we don't always want to drop jump, but usually when you get close to something like that, that thought goes in your brain somehow. Yeah. And it, it's whether it's a way we're having to learn by playing out the maybe the scenarios, but we always push toward the edge of death. We don't sit around and live comfortably, you know, whether we're net flixing, flixing and chilling. Yeah. The next moment we have to go fight some battle that's dangerous to us. So mine is not yeah. standing close to a cliff. I watch yeah. way too many murder documentaries of True. husbands going out on hikes and their wife suddenly slipping Oops. when she's getting a picture. And I'm like, yeah. so but I was that, teasing that my husband. I'm like, if we go on a walk and you try to get me to get a picture close to an edge, I'm yeah. going to know. No, I know. I don't know. I've had thoughts where like sometimes you're driving on a cliff and just you're like not driving on a cliff, but like next to a, a guardrail or something. Right. And the thought is like, what would happen if you just turned your wheel to the right? Just right off the edge. And like every time you think that, like, why would you even think that? Yeah, because you know? you're like, I'm not suicidal. I'm I just know, thinking like, I'm what just, would just happen. Like, it, you know? yeah. Because but, that's one of the choices in the simulation that you have. Yeah. So you have to play that choice. There you go. Could be in the simulation. It's all it has to it's be like there. take the left road or the right. Like, yeah. which way are you gonna go? Just go straight off the cliff. Pretty End soon. your game. Yeah. Keep Pretty going, soon you guys like, are just gonna use me to make reference back to previous episodes yeah. within the, the new context of whatever nonsense we're discussing. Yeah. Well, hey, if it works, it works. You know, we're not scientists here. No. All right. We're Neither just a am bunch I. of assholes talking about some weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> In a garage. <laughs> yeah. That's it. From yeah. Alaska. Like, yeah. And it works. Yeah. It works. We'll find our people. <laughs> Don't we worry will. about it. All right. If you, want, if you want all the information, go listen to Time Suck. All right. All 37 yeah. of you on Facebook, like, yeah. we see you. Yeah, we do. Cause, and you're easy yeah. to round up because there's only 37. Yeah. 37. So, I'm like, where's my crazy homies yeah. at? And I see and you guys. In Alaska. There you go. We can round you all up and give you shots and, um, you know, put the chip in you. I think yeah. we're, it's a little okay, too that, early for a cult following That, that yet. part is not endorsed by myself. Yeah, I, we can't. We're yeah. not mixing any Kool-Aid here. Yeah, not yet. And once you guys- Not until we know, get to Jim Jones, then we're going to mix all kinds of Kool-Aid. Yeah, we'll send our, our listeners a nice cup of Jim Jones cola. Wasn't it flavoring? Some Kool-Aid packets Kool-Aid with your guys' packets, sticker yeah. orders. Yeah, so anyway- how long has it been since we, since we talked about Skinwalker Ranch? Did I take a little us home bit? On? Yeah. No, because we were talking about portals. Portals always gave me. I'm sorry. Anytime yeah. someone says portal, I'm like, oh shit, portals, and I start just spewing off. And I think uh, it's very easy to do because it's a fascinating topic. So, and it might be. It's probably more possible than aliens. Mm. What do you think is more possible? What do you think the higher percentage of it being likely is that there are aliens that come to Earth and visit us and may have made contact with us? Or that humans' minds are so powerful, they can think something into existence. Which one do you think happens or has a higher percentage of happening? I think they're actually both pretty equal. I can see both happening. I can see the one where we create things with our mind being far more plausible Mm. and the percentages being up there far more than a random alien race in the universe or, you know, the galaxy. Yeah. All of a sudden showing up on Earth to talk to us humans. I think the potential for us to create something just with thoughts blows Uh, it out of the water. No, man. When you think of how many stars and how many planets are out there, and maybe a couple have, or you know, not even 1% have some kind of life on it that can travel to Earth and meet us. That's not very very many. Yeah. 
chances. A, a couple that we can see with our telescopes. Okay, like a few maybe, but but that's you're but there's you're thinking about more the entire than that universe, even. the entire universe, which is, makes it less likely that some alien race would show up on our planet and not one of the billions of other planets. So your suggestion is that all these UFO sightings are in fact demons. No. Okay. Well, we tried. We really yeah. tried. Swing and a miss. But no, I and I get the the creating things with your mind aspect. There's too many accounts from this area yeah. to sit there and say they're all making something up in their mind, in my yeah. opinion. And if I it was a less number and I mean just it's a coming thought from it's the family really... that live there. Oh well the we know it's not surrounding fact, but yeah. Like, you know, it's the good to people think about. themselves will not bring up Skinwalker. Yeah. And the, and the fact that there's so many of these dog and wolf and. Yeah. They actually you know, get that offended. That really like, makes if you bring me. Yeah. Up. Well, like, they believe if they talk about it. You're attracting it. You're, yeah, yeah. bringing that on to you and your family. So. Nobody wants that. That alone is terrifying. I mean. It's like. Like the, I said, when you have that many different circles of people all having stories. He who can must not, not be named. What do you think about Skinwalker Ranch if, in a nutshell of like all made up? I think there's a different amount of energy out there. Okay, but the energy is maybe the force behind everything. But but what is it then still? It can't just be energy appearing. It can't be. The ener- the change in energy could, could alter the way things appear to us. Huh. We could see things differently, hallucinate. Hmm. It could change the way things things are in this world the you know a different vibration of something is going to yeah, change yeah. the way it looks the way it is what it is it could change whether you're seeing into this current dimension you know or a multi-dimensional view of something where you know one moment you're looking at some something clawing its way out there and just walking away and you never hearing from it again yeah i mean that makes no sense if something comes from this other region and it's scary and then it just walks out into your forest and you never hear anything that's, but it just keeps walking that's it. like it doesn't know to come back home yeah. maybe it's something that doesn't know where it's at and it's just but if it keeps walking eventually it's going to walk into something and mm-hmm. rip it to shreds yeah no absolutely and and there's accounts all over the world of crazy things happening in the woods and what's to say that these aren't random things that have broken out of these portals of some kind and are just wreaking havoc in our world but nobody believes them because it's like one off two off accounts i would i would almost say that if there is some of these things Mm. in our world we still got to deal with the fact that maybe they're not wreaking havoc havoc on the world maybe we are and they have nothing to do with all the damage that we like to blame them for producing because humans just aren't as nice as we like to believe sometimes especially when we get scared or when we follow certain beliefs that aren't always healthy or follow a certain leader that takes us down the wrong path and then we have to make up stories and you know so i mean i don't know how i got on that but well no look this is okay this is going to be a two-part episode for sure yeah okay and this scott wants I, to yell at me some no I'm good. I'm <laughs> no very, i just feel like there's look, a lot of different ways we still haven't yeah. touched on yeah and i think the second part of this episode should actually be all like a list of cr- just a bunch of stories one after the other of yeah. different accounts different sightings different things because right now we're kind of discussing it we're discussing okay there's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on here sure we're discussing different theories possibilities but i think if we actually dive into the meat in the second part and start reading stories from people and maybe um i don't know i, I think that that gives it a different perspective you know for us we can talk and bullshit all we want about this thing but having other accounts and what yeah. people have seen and and the wide variety of things that people have seen it's it's just impossible for me to discount everything be like hmm, no there's well, too much there's too yeah. many stories to discount well, that, everything another area that you don't hear a ton of 
they say they saw Bigfoot and Sasquatch, mm. but there's not a lot of stories. So yeah. I'd be eager to hear if I don't we give could me find one of the that. Bigfoots. Yeah, the accounts. yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah. hear about it because you just see it in the distance, maybe like walking yeah. through a field or something. I mean, it doesn't sound like it was a frequent as much as the wolves, the you know wild yeah. animals. It seems like those were seen frequently. The presence yeah. of feeling something off, but I feel like if you're scared by something too, you can also feel like there's presence. Like you just psych yourself True. out. So you know, yeah. I don't know. It's just there's not a, a lot of stories a on instinctual level to us that comes into play with fear or just in ex- with life in general. So yeah. that could be that could explain a lot of the different experiences people are having. They well, they're it's an old tuned. house, and I mean, I go into old homes like on the East Coast. You go to these old old houses. My first thought you walk in is like, I wonder if somebody's died in here. Like, yeah. I think then you start thinking it's creepy and there's a presence. And so I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you can psych yourself into some stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. So, uh, and, and that's that's something that, you know, you'd probably side with pretty easily then is you kind of amping yourself up and getting into it, almost a headspace of being freaked out before you even get going. I think there is always that potential. Yeah. And sometimes there's more potential with that the more information you have. Huh. Or the the more stories you have, like I could see us going into all the three of us going into say a Skinwalker Ranch and having vastly different experiences, experiences yeah. based on the way we think about the world, and you know, and none of them may be true. Yeah, you know that could that might would just bring to the forefront the fact that sometimes our experiences in this world, our beliefs in this world, yeah, and what we see are not in fact true. Well, someone like George Knapp, who his life, a big portion of his life's work have been around this ranch. He's yeah. been there multiple times. He's tried everything to see something yeah. and he hasn't, but he's recorded everyone and listened to their stories. So it's like. Can you imagine how that feels too? Being like, he's so, I feel like he's I just really like, dang it. I, just I can again. totally imagine that because that you, would be yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I would be the type that would be like, okay, I'm going to give it my best effort to understand this and be from all these different perspectives, but I've never seen it. But he believes it himself without having, like he believes. Because he probably sees the conviction in people's eyes when they're telling these stories. But you can't just trust the conviction in people's eyes. That's Oh, I am. I'll believe you. Yeah. I can read people, man. Some people just have that ability to be able to know when they're being bullshitted. Oh, no. I'm the worst. I'm like. But I think at the minute you think that you have that ability is when- You've already corrupted it. It's gone. Yeah, you because and it can happen to any of us. Yeah. So it's like I believe I've seen people speak with conviction about the experiences they've seen. Yeah. And I believe them, but I don't always believe that they've actually been through that. You, I believe you just believe it's their perception that they were through that. Well, I mean, I believe that they maybe experienced it, but didn't go through it. You yeah. know, the the mental experience could have a lot to do with anything. You know. The fact that uh, you would lean more toward aliens and conspiracy and I wouldn't is just our, like an example of our experiences in yeah. our, and how we deal with them in this world and how we come at them from a different perspective. But in the long run, I mean, they really don't matter as much as how we treat each other yeah. and how we deal with each other oh, exactly. as opposed yeah. to like what we believe or what we feel is right. It's mm. more how we communicate with each other and treat each other that matters. It's like we always get caught up into these beliefs and maybe that's one of the reasons we do this to where we're not arguing about it. We can speak our mind and our, talk about our beliefs, but we don't have to be yeah. the winner. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, and because there's no purpose in that. Yeah, and that's where we, I think, we spend so much time nowadays as humans is fighting over our beliefs yeah. and our opinions, and none of that really matters. The, the, the simple truth of everything is the only way that we actually ever grow is if we take in opinions that aren't our own. And so I can have a very you know laser-focused belief system and ideology on what I believe this entire life is about. But if I don't actually listen to what other people have to say, then I'm a moron. Like I'm foolish. There's why, who says that I know everything, you know, in the same way anyone on this earth doesn't know all the answers. Well, part part of it is like, it's, you're kind of going against your programming because your mind has a certain way it's supposed to function to protect you. And sometimes when you want to give respect to other people or listen to them, that's not always looking out for yourself. So your, you know, your mind is kind of gets thrown off by a little bit. So, so you think if the three of us were to head to Skinwalker Ranch right now, that we'd have We'd probably all see the the same things, but we'd have different beliefs on what it actually was. We might not see anything. Probably we wouldn't. Hmm. But if we did, if one of us saw something and we were all together, the three of us would probably see it. Yeah. So you you just think we'd have different. Or if there was nothing there, one of us might convince ourselves that we actually see something that's not there. I mean, I mean it, it, it's just that's where it's so hard. That's why you, you need, you know, we better have our GoPros ready. You need to have definitive proof. Full body cameras. Yeah. yeah. And, but some of that can be found in an experience because there's a lot of people that go into these things and they say, oh, this is all nonsense. I'm going to go in here. Nothing's going to happen. And then they witness, say, something creepy crawling out of a portal and walking off into the night or day. And that changes them. There's no way. Like when they see that, when they witness it firsthand, they're like, man, I've tried every possible explanation. I can't figure out what this is. Like they, they, yeah, they that have guy, no he, other. He straight up did not believe yeah, it. They saw it. No and he other was choice. Like, There's no way. Like, so you, you saw think, that. I saw that. Like, so do you think that that could happen to you? Like, do you think you could go into something like that, have an experience like that, and then be like, "Wow, maybe I like maybe it is a little stranger than we were led to believe." I would totally be I, if I had an, a strange experience. I'd mm-hmm. talk about it like it was an, a strange experience. Yeah. And I'd probably also talk about how I'm trying to debunk that experience. Yeah. And if I couldn't. Get both sides, yeah. Then it would still be a strange experience that I might not be able to explain. But would you join the side of the paranormal believers or would you still? I would say in this particular instance, it seems like it's true. Yeah. The, the other million and a half ones, probably not. Because they're, I mean. Oh, you're the lucky one? Everyone no, it's it's just one. there's so many hoaxes out there. There's so many people trying to be famous. That is, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of hoaxes you know, out there. Yeah. And it's so. Reddit authors. Yeah. So Classic. you can have that yeah. experience and that could be true and not believe the vast majority of the other experiences. Yeah. It'd be like a, a Vatican exorcist. That goes around is like, nope, they're not possessed. Nope, they're not possessed. Yeah. And then one out of every thousand times, they actually. Like, oh, shit, that guy's possessed. Yeah. yeah. And it's all like almost sim- seemingly the same signs as all the rest. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what about you, Heather? You think you would just, if you had an experience like that, would you go full on, like jumping all in on oh, the yeah. paranormal train? Or would you just be like, oh, well, I guess this is true, but everything else is probably a lie. Oh, no. I'm like an all in. Yeah. Like the well, more I read and hear one. stuff, I'm just like. Listening to a wild thing podcast about the gal that, you know, learns her uncle spent his life trying to. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And she was a total skeptic when in like this guy's just cuckoo bananas. And when she starts going around and seeing these footprints or these nests or, you know, like, how can you not believe? And then watching like documentaries on him, like, I think it's real. 
I think, let's say you go out into the forest here in Alaska and you experience Bigfoot. That experience would... him. What's he putting on a concert or something? Yeah, like, that? like you know, <laughs> Bigfoot Live. Yeah. Dave Dave Matthews Band covers. Yeah, you know, on a ukulele <laughs> that he got off a camper. Yeah. No, if I went and saw Bigfoot tomorrow and came back and was like, "Hey, Christian, I saw it." I 100 percent believe you're like, "Okay, Heather, <laughs> yeah. that was just a giant bear." Like yeah. or, I, I would, I'd expect just like all the other people they don't share their stories because I'm gonna sound crazy. Yeah. But if I, yeah. But even if you came across to Bigfoot, that would still mean the vast more majority of stories about Bigfoot are not true. No, just because so. you because just because you experience something doesn't mean you should believe everything about it. Okay, you should maybe you not sh- everything. You shouldn't ex- you shouldn't change the stringent um, filters that let this stuff be real. Even if you experience it, doesn't mean that everybody that genuinely sounds like they experienced it is right or telling the truth or not pulling one over on you. No, but the thing with Bigfoot is how many pairs of hunters and groups of people, and then they were together and saw it. Yeah. Like, and there's too many stories like that. Not one person out there, yeah. you know. One old, of these hunters should have killed one. Oh, you know, crazy John down the road. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to believe his story, but if yeah. a pair of, like, trained, skilled hunters, you know, yeah. come in, both it, terrified, tell their story, like. There's there's yeah tales of people that look at these things through scopes. And the reason they can't pull the trigger is because the face looks too human. Yeah. It looks too much like a human that they would legitimately feel like they were committing murder, which is what they're doing regardless. But well, and the if counts it's a human of phase, you know government saying you know this happened, slap yeah. on the wrist, don't ever do it again, kind of type thing. Yeah. Like I think there's covered. Well, I mean, it's against the law to kill Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. It is in in a couple states. Yeah. So, as it should be, maybe. So no, I I if I experience something, hundred percent, I believe it. Yeah. So that's we need to actually start taking road trips like in the summer months. I really want to. to. Every time places. I just go to Reflections Lake, yeah. I'm always looking around the woods and like I see a lot of tree breaks and stuff yeah. there that are a little higher than what most humans are even and on like thicker trees than the wind would be able to pull off. I mean, it gets pretty windy out here. So it's not impossible, but yeah. I don't know. No, it's definitely interesting. Yeah. Because I feel like the geographical area where you look like the map where he's been, like we're close to those areas, you know? Yeah. Pacific Northwest, and I think that not many people have seen them just because they're not a huge species, like yeah, smart, but you know. I don't know. You've, but I uh, think he's out there. Oh, he is. They are. They are. You you were relatively new to the whole Skinwalker Ranch topic, right? Like, yeah. you, have you have you heard of it in the past? No. Like, really? Until you were like, hey, this documentary, and yeah. started looking around, and I was like, man, never heard of it. But yeah. this is all kind of a relatively new. Yeah, which is, like topic, I said, so that's, that's, I'm like fresh learning about all this but it's it's the beautiful thing because you know you literally cover all your bases with every single topic like you're not you're not super knowledgeable on a lot of like the crazy cryptid stuff and and so when you read it we get to see what you think about it yeah like christian is usually against it i'm usually for it like there's certain things I'm I'm against too, but yeah. So it, it's a nice it, like a census, you know, right. <laughs> like like it's the paranormal census is yeah. what this podcast what should have I been believe. called. But yeah. So while researching for Skinwalker Ranch, like what is the I, I guess what's the thing that jumped out at you the most? Like what is the thing that you saw the story that you heard that you're like, oh my god, that's crazy. Like maybe favorite story of of your, all your research so far into Skinwalker Ranch. The dire wolf one really got me just because from, like I said, the beginning of it, like it could be a portal. I don't know. Yeah. I really believe if something's going on and the weird feeling of presence and new people being on that land. Yeah. 
I go towards, like I said, it's more of a maybe burial, sacred grounds. I don't know. I think there could be skinwalkers taking forms and the different things they're seeing. So, well, this is, um, like I said, at the end of this episode, I'd I'd like get some conviction stories. Get, but not not only, I kind of want to see where everyone stands. And then after we hear the stories, follow up and be like, you know, did you change? Like, do you think it's something else now? Maybe, do you think, you know? No, for now, I definitely think with the, the land. Yeah, you think it, it's more like Native American mm-hmm. kind of burial ground type yeah. stuff. Yeah, doesn't it like throw you guys off a little bit that Bigelow buys this property? Rich guy Bigelow happens to be friends with Harry Reid, who is a big time is a senator politician. Yeah, senator. Yeah. The money is possibly being funneled somewhere. They're they're spending twenty two million in this area. So do you? Th- do you, is, what if I'm? What I'm hearing is correct is you want to make a part three where we dive into a conspiracy. Conspiracy. Of I was about Ranch. to say he found a conspiracy I mean, I'm, there. Like yeah. I'm I'm just looking through the notes here it's and I see curious. that. So not only yeah. does this place have Bigfoot, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, uh, portal have, wormhole uh like story now it's a conspiracy all in one. Yeah. Is a legend yeah. in what he's done. And he's been very powerful. You get this guy Bigelow coming in here. And throwing money around that could be coming from a black budget somewhere for whatever reason. Yeah. So that that just jumps out and is really strange. And you should, why? You should look into that. And we can do we can do an episode that's a conspiracy type. Yeah, Skinwalker Ranch, because, part three conspiracy. Yeah, I know. That, like it doesn't I, have to be three in a row, but I would yeah, I we'll would try like and break to it up for you. Well, and I and I, I don't think I've heard that that angle no, no I, I mean it's the first i've heard of it, of it. yeah no. like good work heather yeah finding that i'm like reading through this and i'm like wait a second yeah, yeah. this is really strange yeah. and heather literally prepared for us a novel like i my, did my and that's why yeah like it was kind of a mess and no it would like that's the yeah. thing though it's like it's good to have as much information as you can well because you don't always grab everything but there Especially because too the way many we stories, talk. so I was like, "Man, this yeah. is like all right." This angle helps. Yeah, you know? like the Harry Reid thing is is because I I remember earlier saying something about Bigelow because of yeah. it just seemed like all of a sudden this guy comes in with money, buys this thing, and shuts it down, and that's weird to begin with. So, and then you hear Harry Reid, who you know he's not in doesn't do as much now but he's pretty been a pretty pretty powerful person well yeah and i think he's in charge he's been in charge of keeping an area 51 under wraps for years you think because he's nevada oh that's true yeah and we've talked about him in, in the past as yeah. well um well i mean to, to kind of wrap this one up christian what what are you feeling as far as skinwalker ranch right now you've You've heard a bit of the backstory. You've heard some of the legend and stuff behind these things. I'm not like gonna. I'm not gonna say that it's all these many people having different view, different stories that are fake. Yeah. If I'm gonna lean one direction, it is maybe a dimensional time slip type of thing. Yeah. Interesting take. I've thought about that a lot too. That's where I'll 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 go with that for now. Yeah. And then it just adds to it when we start talking about Harry Reid and, and Bigelow. Do you have a favorite Skinwalker Ranch story that, that you've heard like over the years? I like the original Direwolf one. Yeah, that's so, yeah. so you guys are both Direwolf. That one and and the weird cow one because the way the cows were dazed. Yeah, yeah. What and you know I don't know why that's so creepy because cows are just not the smartest animals, but just to imagine them being stunned. Yeah. But Skinwalkers were like witches that played tricks on you. Yeah, and they took the form, so it could have taken the form of a wolf, scared these things. Then the switch formed, I don't know, to, you know, some trickster, like 
put them in a daze and had yeah. them stay there. Like I, yeah. I don't know. Shamans. Yeah. And if we want to go to something we've mentioned the last two episodes, Game of Thrones. Mm, I don't think we did, but we did. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, that was way kids. back. That was black eyed uh, kids. Black eyed kids. kids. About way back. That was like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, no. Well, technically, it came out chronologically. Yes, this it was a week, couple weeks but ago. yeah, we filmed yeah. it <laughs> like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. But in this reference to Game of Thrones, they have something called a skin changer. Yeah. Which is a person that can control animals with their minds. Gross. But it's yeah. it's eerily similar to skin walkers, mm. which is the same thing in Native American Instead culture. of walking, it just changes, though. Yeah. I mean, it's the same story, just a different name, because it's the skin changer story is a Native American story that the writer added to Game of Thrones to give it, you know, a yeah. universe. So basically, he's using the same Native American story of people being able to change their skins and control the animals around yeah well that is interesting i uh personally i think i i'm not really a huge ufo guy like i know you guys probably think i am i'm not like i love the other things like the crazier stuff more than i love ufos but i think my favorite skinwalker ranch stories are of the weird ufo things not just the orbs in the fields that chase people like, like the but being like, followed in the car yeah like yeah. all kinds of actual like like where you're staring at something even if it's in your you know, right in your front yard up in the air, like beaming your wife up into the ship, pretty much. I think there's some crazy UFO stories and and I, I can't wait to talk about them on part two. Yeah. And we'll we'll really get to the meat of some of the uh crazier things that have yeah. happened. This kind of gave the backstory history yeah. of the ranch, but yeah, some of the lore, some yeah. of the, all that stuff. Like stories at the lo- a yeah. few tangents we threw in that were perfect yeah. and and still kind of fitting. Yep. You know, not too far off the beaten path. No, we were just Bigfoot one yeah, there. But honestly, if you're listening to this podcast, like we do tangents. Yeah. There's tangents. We're going to try to reel them in and keep them under five minutes, but there are tangents galore. because I we always like, like podcasts where they go off on tangents. Yeah. Those are my favorite ones. Yeah. Like I, I enjoy it because it, I don't know, you feel like you actually get to dive deeper into the, the host's minds instead of it's just, just like talking material. to us. We're always yeah. like, oh, squirrel. What? Yeah. If oh, we're friends, yeah. get guaranteed. Ask my wife. Yeah. You know, she gets so annoyed with how many times I hijack a conversation. And yep. just go on to this weird rant and tangent. And, and honestly, I can understand. Yeah. You got me over here throwing darts, trying to set you off. Yeah, you'll you'll set me off, but I'm not ever mad. I'm passionate. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm legitimately yeah. just passionate about talking about this stuff. It fascinates me. So, like, well, I'm cool with everyone. I don't, I don't care yeah. what your beliefs are, you know. But we will dive into all the fun stuff. All Some of the actual, like, we'll get as many stories done as we can in part two. So we'll kind of, like, categorize them on our favorites and just go down the list. But we'll we'll see if we can kind of, you know, maybe shift perspectives at the end, take a second look, see how we feel about it. And uh, more importantly, just just get some of that truth out there. Yeah. Like I said, if you guys have theories on it, comments, leave them on social media, you know, email us, leave them on our social media pages. But we like to hear your guys' input. You you might have a theory that we haven't heard of. And yeah. And we're all about it. So if you're in the area, go to Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. With your cameras on (laughs) and send us the pics. Yeah, and the videos. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so yeah. If you want to, if you want to submit any kind of email, uh, email story or suggestion or anything like that, it is the pod at gmail dot com. Um, you can find us on Instagram at freakydeekypod. You can find Heather on Facebook at the Freaky Deaky Pod, yep. and then you can find Christian on Twitter. Well, the Freaky Deaky Podcast, the Freaky Deaky yep. Podcast, and you can find Christian on Twitter uh, at Freaky Deaky Pod. So yeah, if you have anything, submit it, and we'll try to work it in. And if you don't, then 
Well, you're going to listen to the episode anyway, so yeah. it all works out. It's a wonderful episode. Listen to it twice. Yeah. It's like couscous. No. <laughs> <laughs> the, the end. All right. Yeah. Until part two. something.